and like standing over them. Is this close enough to ask questions? The one kid, even though you're much taller than this other guy, he kind of, he stares up at you and he kind of puffs himself up, realizing how small he is in comparison to you, but he still kind of puffs, puffs himself up and he goes, what, you want a piece of us too? I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with just a piece of you, but I would like you to give that man his lanyard back and whatever else you have, because I think that was his jacket, because it's not the right size for you either. Uh, the one that's holding the lanyard goes, oh, you want one, you want this, and he kind he removes the card from the actual lanyard, and then you just see him pull his arm back, okay. So I need a couple, I need a check from you, Craig. Are you going to try to move past the guy and grab him as he pulls his arm back to throw the actual card in the lanyard? Was there an or in that sentence or no? Uh, no, yes or no. no or. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go try and get it. Okay, so I need you to make me first a strength plus athletics check. It's an opposed check as the first guy in front of you tries to, you know, block you. Alright. Uh, oh, just one success. Well, I was actually gonna say, um, go ahead and add, uh, a two bonus die for your size as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Let's redo that then. Two successes. Cool. That, that means half your successes on that die, <laughs> on that bonus were... <laughs> You're, the guy that was puffing himself up in front of you gives way as soon as you push through. Now I need you to go ahead and now make a dexterity plus stamina, or dexterity plus athletics to grab this guy before he chucks it. Alright. Um, yep. One success again. You grab his arm right before he can bring it completely forward and let go. He still is able to let go, but it loses all momentum, so it kind of just topples down in front of him. And then he immediately turns around and grabs your wrist, and he goes, What the hell? Let go of me! You're not supposed to be throwing other people's things. Question. Yes. Have I caused disquiet within the last 24 hours? How long ago did you pick up Kira? Picked her up, what, afternoon yesterday? Probably. It's been at be... least a day. Because... Yeah, it's been a little bit more than 24 hours. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Continue. Not much over 24 hours, but it has been. He grabs your, arm, or your wrist and tries to twist his hand free from your grip. And that's when the other guy tries to sucker punch you. Uh, what's your defense? Uh, my defense is seven, and he needs to spend a willpower if he has less than two intimidation. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, realistically here, not gonna hit. <laughs> let, let, let's just be real here. He's not gonna hit. No, because, uh, it's a chance die. So, which means you don't reroll tens. But he doesn't have any strength. Uh, his strength is two, his brawl is two, uh, but I have to subtract seven oh, from that. Don't do 
Okay. From his because of Craig's defense, so yeah. There's no rope. Yeah. Just grab. So my defense is me. Help. You guys need to apologize to the man. They go, screw you! And then the puffed up one attempts to do so. I'm guessing you apply your defense to him as well? Yeah. Yeah, these guys, these guys aren't doing jack, honestly. Hey. He actually got one. He hits you and deals a single point of bashing <laughs> damage. Dink. So he, he, he's able to actually connect with you and he kind of hits you upper side underneath your armpit. Not right in your armpit, but a bit below your armpit in the ribs. Hey, that kind of hurt. Now you need to apologize to me. Can I stare him down? Uh, is that a merit or something? Well, it's uh, intimidation, but I have a specialty for stare down. Yeah, uh, so that would be, are you wanting to use your strength or your size? Size is more dice. Okay, then do size plus intimidation plus your specialty. Nine dice. <laughs> Three successes. Okay, so that's a resistant roll. Yeah, I'll do composure plus resolve. Uh, the two that you don't have a hold of, they kind of look at each other and they go, man, it's not worth it. And they take off, uh, they do not drop the wallet, however. They take off with the wallet and the guy's jacket. Oh. You still have a hold of the one that had tried to toss the lanyard. Well, are you gonna apologize? Let me go, and he tries to throw a punch at you. These guys are just utterly pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with you holding on to him, he can't you're able to kind of just hold him out at arm's length, so he can't even reach you. Aoife, <laughs> um, what are you doing as you watch this? Oh, which way did they run? Did they run, is it like an alleyway, both entrances? Yeah, they ran away from Aoife and you. Oh, okay. Basically ran in the opposite direction. I walk over to the older man. Are you okay? He kind of looks up and he goes, Ow. And Kira goes, He probably needs to go see a doctor. Hmm, that's true. You you don't look good. Uh, okay, come on. And I put Kira down and try to help him get up. Here I go. Uh, Kira continues eating her ice cream, and she goes, you "Should call 911. It's how you get the doctors there, or here." Hmm. Continues to eat her ice That's cream. True. Hmm. Well, I guess I could call them, and they could get an ambulance. Okay. Uh, dial 911. And then we can have this guy for the police because he did Oh yeah! Bad You're gonna get in trouble. 911, what's your emergency? Yes, hello. Uh, what should I say? Um, well, my 
What's the state of your emergency? Oh, uh, I, I saw this, um, these guys were beating up this old guy. Um, so my, so my brother, he was helping him and now he's like, I think he's bleeding. He needs help. Ma'am, what is the location? An alley. Ma'am, I need an address or something. Mm, it was, um, um, I look around for anything. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Yes, I'm by the ice cream shop. It's called uh, Larry's Ice Cream Shop. Ma'am, do you know, do you know the cross streets? No, I'm not out very much. You hear typing on the other end. She goes, ma'am, this is not a prank call, right? Oh, no. I don't know. No. Do we have your permission to trace your cell phone? Mm, yeah. She's like, all right. Uh, that's going to extend the wait time. Um, you said there, this man is injured? Yeah, he was getting hit a lot. She goes, is he breathing and is he conscious? Are you breathing and are you awake? The guy kind of guy. groans and nods. He's shaking his head and he's groaning. He's not, he doesn't sound good. You hear more typing. She goes, is that, okay, so that means he is conscious. All right. I have an ambulance and a police officer on the way. You said your brother had... is holding one of them? Yeah, there was three. The Two of them ran away, and then the other one, he's still not apologizing. We keep telling him to apologize to the old man, but he refuses. So my brother just has a hold of him. She goes, alright, I'll need you, brother, to keep him there. Um, tell your brother not to hurt him. And uh, we will need to talk with your brother as well once the police are there. Uh, ETA is probably roughly about 10 to 15 minutes because we are still tracing this call. Lady on the phone said to not hurt him, even though he's a really, really bad guy, but not to hurt him and that they'll be here in 10 to 15 minutes and they're tracing my call. And they said they'll need to talk to you. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'll just hold him then. Oh, and mister, don't worry. The the police and the ambulance are coming. The lady stays with you on the line until the police and everybody shows up. It's not just the police and the paramedics. It's also, you know, the fire, fire trucks as well as they do. Yeah. The whole shebang. Oh, the lights. Within a couple of moments, a couple of police officers come up, along with the paramedics. The paramedics run over to the guy and start, you know, getting him up on a stretcher and, you know, taking him out. The police look at you, Aoife, Kira, and Craig, as well as the guy you're holding. He goes, all right, so I need to take, I need you, he points at Craig, to let him go. But he still hasn't apologized to the guy. Sir, I need you to let him go now. Oh, okay. I let him go. 
The guy kind of just grabs his wrist and starts rubbing it. And he kind of he shoots daggers, a daggerous look up at you, Craig. He kind of rubs his wrist and he goes, "All right, we're gonna need to take all of you in for questioning to try and figure out what happened here." Especially you, big guy. I can I get all your names for the statement? My name's Craig. Eva. Last names. I, I don't want to give our last name. Um, cop gives you a kind of weird look, and he goes, "Why not?" Well, I don't have to. Hey, you see one of the cops kind of turn away and start and start speaking into his uh, radio very quietly. He goes, do you have IDs on you? And I'll need to see your lanyards. I have my lanyard, but I think I have my ID at home. I have both of mine, lanyard and ID. Can't drive without it. He, he holds his hand out for yours, Craig. Okay, I give him mine, but I need those back. Those were important. He's like, of course. And, you know, he copies down your your name, your lanyard's number, and hands them back to you. And he goes, yeah. uh, I need to see your lanyard, miss. And he looks at Aoife and Kira. Here's mine. Kira, do you have one of these? I forgot to ask. He, she kind of says, uh, I did. Before, mm. I think. Oh, I, I think we left it at the house too, kind of like I left my ID. He finishes writing your lanyard's number and hands it back to you. He goes, and he looks at the uh, kid rubbing his wrist, and he goes, "Do you have your ID or lanyard with you?" The kid shakes his head no. He goes, "All right." The best way, I think the best way we're going to handle this is we're going to have to take you all to the station. This is going to be a god-awful mess. And he goes, alright, so I need you two, and he points at Aoife and Craig, you're going to come with me. My partner will take care of the little girl, and we will get another car out here for Bozo number two over here. Kind of gestures his head over to the guy rubbing his wrist, the kid. And he goes, now, um, he kind of just starts tapping his finger on the notebook. This is going to be a lot of paperwork. You can hear him mutter underneath his breath. And he goes, all right, you two come with me. Uh, Kira tries to run after you, Aoife, and the other cop kind of grabs her by the wrist and goes, Nope, you have to stay here with me. Hey. I start thinking about all the police shows that I've watched. Why can't I just give you our statement here? And then if you have any questions, you could just call me. The other, co the other cop goes, I'm being very, very nice with you, young lady. You can either 
hop into the car with me and we'll get all your statements down at the station and I will confirm whether or not you and your daughter have lanyards or I can go ahead and just arrest you here for being in violation of the statute regarding the lanyard. I could just get my lanyard at home. I'm not... I don't even know if you really have a lanyard yet, so that's why you're coming with me. Whether you do this of your own accord, or I put you in handcuffs. But I haven't done anything wrong. I did the, the right thing. I called you guys. You guys are supposed to be the good guys. Are you breaking the law by not having your lanyard? He kind of gives you a leading look. Well, I just forgot it, but I have one, I promise. I have one. He goes, so, if you have one, we'll be able to ascertain, uh, ascertain that very quickly once we get you into the station. I don't have the ability to do it out here in the field. So, if you do actually have one, you'll get a minor fine and you can go about your way. But until I can be certain of that, you're either coming with me voluntarily, or I'm arresting you. Your choice, right here, right now. I don't, but I'm not a bad guy. Alright, turn bad. around. No, turn around. I don't want to. Ma'am, are you, are you actually going to resist him? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is going to go great. <laughs> you well, I was gonna say, can I mind rape them? I mean, what ability are you wanting to use exactly, and what exactly are you wanting to do with it? I think it's called... Uh, so you're looking at fog? Uh, drastic adjustment of the humor causes the subject to be completely lost in a mental fog, eroding memory of what occurred in prior in the same scene. While not traumatic, the damage caused by the this, the loss of the memory has subtle long-term effects on her sanity and inflicts disquiet. Mm. I was thinking more baffled, just something to get them confused. All right, so I need you to go ahead and give me a resolve plus subterfuge plus azoth roll and uh please spend two pyros oh dear that's all right. okay what do i i need resolve subterfuge and azoth oh hold on you're going too fast my resolve is two plus subterfuge subterfuge Zero plus Azov. Which is one. One minus okay. resolve? Wait, what? Uh, my, uh, I'm resisting with his resolve. Oh, okay. So that's three. Oh, God. Ugh. So you. He resists the effect. Mm. He kind of just looks at you and he goes. However. Uh, he goes, what the hell are you? And he immediately draws his gun. Oh, Craig. Hey, hey, don't, 
don't don't shoot my my sister and i go to stand in front of her uh craig does realize what has happened right uh yeah he probably saw the flash yeah he goes get the hell out of the way i don't want to i don't want to shoot you and i don't want to be shot either but but she's just being scared and and she just forgot what the her, her what the hell is she she's not she's she's not she's she's just my little sister that's all she is sir i'm giving you a direct order to stand aside failure to do so will cause in your immediate arrest as well but can i try again or no no not in the same scene okay but I don't want you to hurt my little sister. He lowers his weapon and he goes. And he kind of tries to move around you so he can see your. see Aoife again. I look down and At this point, uh, your veil of humanity would be back up since we're not in combat, so we're not saying that, oh, it was down for however many turns. He has a very puzzled look on his face and holsters his firearm. He kind of shakes his head and he goes, I'm going to need to arrest her. And he kind of looks at Craig, so I need you to stand aside. But what's going to happen to her? She's going to be taken down to the station. She'll be read her rights. She'll face due processing. She'll get... A fine for not having her lanyard, assuming that she does actually have a lanyard. And she will face some charges for resisting. People in the news I... were right about you guys. You guys aren't the good guys. I thought you guys were the good guys, but you're not. And then he says once again, I need you to step aside. Well, if you're gonna arrest her, you arrest me too. If you, if this is how you want to do it, he's like, both of you, hands against the wall. I have to search you first. No, Craig, you shouldn't get arrested. It's fine. Maybe he's right. Maybe I. Maybe it's my fault for breaking the law. But you just forgot. I know, but father always said not to forget, and I forgot, and that's what happens when you forget. You pay the consequences. Are you gonna be okay? Mm, I put. Well, is Kira still here? Or the other officer is kind of holding her hand as she try as she keeps trying to run to you, but uh, he's holding her back. I'll be okay. Just take care of Kira. Okay. I'll come and get you when... When... when I don't know when I would be allowed to come and get you. I'll just call you. So, are you... I put my hands up against the wall. The officer, you know, does a quick pat down and then... Places your hands behind your back and puts the handcuffs on you and leads you to the back of his squad car. And he goes, I still need you, big guy, to come with us as well. 
Can he ride with Kira? No, he can't ride with Kira. She's small, and, and she's scared, and she's a kid. He goes, What I can do in this situation, since you are so concerned, is I can let her ride with you. Wow. Because I cannot, within good conscience, allow two people, or allow people without their lanyards to ride in the same car as somebody that does have a lanyard. So, he goes, this will work out better. And he kind of motions for his partner to let her go. She comes running over and she kind of starts hugging you and she, as he puts you into the back seat of the car and helps her into the back seat as well before driving off, leaving Craig and the other officer alone, along with the other individual. The perp. Yeah. Who is handcuffed at this point and is sitting on the curb. She's going to be okay, right? Uh, which one are you asking about, the partner says. My sister. Well, she is going to face some resisting arrest charges. You may also face some of those charges since you interposed yourself between the two of them. I didn't want her to get shot. That's the only reason I say may, is extenuating uh, circumstances, and he kind of shakes his head. He's like, it's possible. They just give you a warning or something. He's like, it, it really isn't directly up to me. Hmm. I'm just waiting for the other two squad co squad co cars to show up so I can get this guy out of here and take you where and get you where you need to go as well. Oh, okay. So we, we just got to wait. Then. Yeah. At this point, I think it's a good time to go ahead and switch back to four who has left the library at this point. Yeah, I'm uh, walking home. By the time you get home, nobody's at home. It is still completely empty there. You see the remains, uh, or not the remains, but the handiwork of Aoife in the creating of the fort. No. The car isn't there, correct? So they're probably just out doing something. Well, looks like it's empty. Um, I'm gonna go back and look at the uh, words, the, uh, the the stuff I acquired from the Abbey. Uh, actually, try to try to look at that and get an understand my own understanding of it, not just Craig. Uh, All right. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anyone else doing anything in the in the manner. At the moment. Yeah. Um. What exactly are you trying to ascertain by looking at it outside of obviously what Craig told you that he believes that the symbols are obviously connected and does it, does, does it do anything like? Like clearly, this was the the, the the people at the Abbey had it for a reason. I want to figure out the reason, and whether or not that means looking at it, investigating it, researching it online. I don't know. 
I'm just trying to do some investigation. Well, unfortunately, with what you can ascertain from the stuff in front of you, outside of the connection that was already brought up via the map and the symbols drawn on the map, that's pretty much the extent of it. It seems like if you wanted to know more information, you would really need to go to these said locations. That's what I was afraid of. Um, okay. Uh, what time we is are it? getting... It, the sun has went down at this point. So we're looking at probably 8, 9 p.m. Okay. Um, well... Which does make it somewhat unusual, though, that they're still out. Well, I mean, I don't really have a huge, um, you know, data set to see when they will come back. Um, you know, it's, it's odd they're still out, but, I don't know, they're doing things. I mean, out of game, I have no really reason to look up whether yeah. or not they were <laughs> no, no, no. by police. That inf- not no, I'm not saying you would. That's n- not what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah, so... So, I mean, I guess I just gotta keep splitting the party. Um... I presume the map has a... For all three of the things, the, the totem, the necklace, and the lighter, all th- three are yes. on this map, like, marked somewhere? Also, only a perception chat. Okay. That's worrying. You also notice there is a star symbol marked from the location, or where the location, roughly, where Kira's mother's house would be. It has, like, a pinkish-reddish star over it, while you look at the map. I'll write that down, because that seems important. You didn't notice it, obviously, the first time because it was just one of the symbols on the map, but now that you've been to that section of town via Google Maps, finding out where she lived, you can kind of visualize that that star might represent Kira. Perhaps, although I have no item that would match with said symbol. I go back and obtain said item. But, uh, no, um... I... I let dice decide. I'm gonna go to the, uh... the part of the map that's marked with the, the totem thing. Alright. That is a significant walk. It is on the other side of town. Now, I do wanna... Well, I'll... I'll grab a... dirt... You know, top my energy off. <laughs> I do need you to roll me a perception check. You reach this probably around midnight. Okay, so you're going to notice whatever this is. I just, I need to do a roll of the dice to see how this is going to go. Uh-oh. Uh, hold on, let me do a quick... Uh, this will be cut. Uh, Peter, help me here. What am I doing? Tribes. Uh, what specifically? How many are there? Forsaken tribes. Oh. Uh, five? Stormlords, Hunters in the Dark, Iron Masters, Blood Talons, Bone Shadows, 
Is that everybody? Let's see here. I've got uh, Blood Talons, Bone Shadows, Hunters in Darkness, Iron Mastered, Storm Lords, and Ghost Wolves, technically. No, not Ghost Wolves. So that's five. Uh, roll 20 will roll weird number dice, right? Yeah, he just rolled a 1d3. Yeah. Example, let me roll a 1d77. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, joy! Okay! <laughs> I, I did not... Okay. Uh -oh. Okay. Do I need to go look up what's uh, under Fury in case I need to drop into it really As quickly? As you make um, your way to this section of town, you begin noticing an odd amount of graffiti. Most of this graffiti has to has to do with very dark imagery, specifically that of a gigantic wolf that from what you're interpreting on the graffiti is made from literal shadow itself with red eyes and whenever they depict the eyes it's not that of a standard wolf eye it's not even like they gave it a serpent's eye they made it look like it contains for lack of a better word spirits within its eyes and this type of iconography is present in almost every single segment of the graffiti that you run across as you get closer and closer to this area, as if it's almost trying to serve as a warning to something that might be more keen on what it means. Hey, so, out of game... Because I feel like it might be more relevant. <laughs> I know I just jumped into copper, but considering I'm going to look at supernatural stuff, do I know enough about silver to consider going to silver? Probably not. Because silver okay, is an perfect. advanced one, so you would have to do <laughs> research into it. Yeah, that's why I'm... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alright, lads. I don't back there. <laughs> I should have brought the gun. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, very curious. Looks like we've got some artists around. Um, is this part of the town, like, run down, abandoned, like, too? Like, boarded up? Extremely. Uh, even, like, the street that you saw Kira's mother on seemed in better condition of this. Like, as you move through, you can... Feels like the air is almost breathing violence as well. There's just no way for you to shake the feeling that bad things happen in this area and will continue to happen in this area. Well, I've done plenty of bad things of my, of my own. I, I, I push forward. I continue looking around. Is there something in specific that you are looking for or are you just looking about? I'm looking for other supernatural th things that might um, tie to the totem. Like any 
anything that just kind of catches my eye. If not, like, I'm looking for activity. Right. I need you to make me a perception check. <laughs> kind of worrying. When the storyteller goes, ooh. <laughs> Five successes ooh. on the, mm. the AI. Mm. Oh. They see me. You, as you begin to move through, you you can't shake the feeling you're being tailed. You can't see this person no matter how hard you you tried even setting up a trap since you've got the feeling. And they didn't fall into the trap, so to speak. But you can you definitely know you are being tailed by multiple people. I, um, I, I turn around and speak to the empty street where I presume they're hiding. Um, uh, hello! Yeah. I, uh, I, I take it you live in this neighborhood. Couple of, probably a couple of houses down, you hear what sounds like a stone skipping across the street. I, um, I'm afraid I don't speak Morse code. I, I cannot decipher your stone. Nothing but the cold, or the warm night air answers you. Followed by another stone skipping across the street. Once again, the same couple of houses down. Do I... As you, if you want to look in that direction... I stone <laughs> Uh, in the same direction. Uh, you, I, as I you throw the stone, you can see that the stone that's skipping across um, your main view outside of, obviously, the stone skipping across the street is going towards uh, the River Liffey. Specifically towards a bridge that crosses over the river. It looks like Oh, okay, hold on. So the stones are being thrown at me from down the street. No, okay. Uh, the best way for the best way for me to describe this is you're looking down the street. The street goes towards the river Liffey. Somebody is skipping the stone parallel to you, a couple of houses down. So it's bouncing across the street in front of you, uh, between you and where this bridge uh, spans over the top of the river Liffey. So this street will eventually end at the river, and then the street would run, or the bridge runs perpendicular to the uh, street over the top, because this street ends in the river. So, best way to describe it is this is the oh, this is the street that you're on. Here's the house, house. Stone is bouncing this way. Here's the bridge, and then here's the river. So, you're like right here. Where is he? Yeah. The stone is skipping this direction. You just threw a stone this direction. Here's the river. And then here's the bridge. Here's the end. Of, or, obviously, okay. the end of the road is actually like right here. Between, before, or after the stone skipping across. So, the road does not no. lead to the bridge Yeah, directly. you can see the bridge. I can see the bridge. The no, okay. closest that you could get to the bridge is probably the underside of the bridge, obviously, with a little bit of work. Uh, well, I, uh, I continue walking down the road, I pick up the stone, kind of toss it back the direction it came, and I keep walking down the road. Each house the you pass by 
the stone that's skipping across the street in front of you gets another house further by, as if they're wanting you to go that direction. It isn't long until you reach the end of the road and you stand at what looks to be a dead-end street and the river Liffey is directly in front of you. That is when you actually see the first person that you've seen since you started this little investigation walk out onto the street next to you. He is dressed in a black leather trench coat. His hair is slicked back with gel. He has a cigarette lit and is puffing at it slowly as he kind of stares at you. He speaks very slowly. It takes a brave person to come here, or a very stupid one. Well, I sought to know more, so I followed the map. And I have not been afraid of things before. Why start now? Alright, well, you're very forthcoming with information. A rare, rare thing in my line of work. What map? What do I have to hide? What map down a street. are you referring to? And I would also like to... Um, out of game. You brought the item with you, correct? Or did you not? Okay. Not. Okay. I just want he to goes, investigate. What map do you speak of? A map of the city of Dublin I acquired. This was simply one of the things marked on said map. Somewhat related to what I was investigating. So I came here to investigate further. He sighs deeply and he goes... You can hear him kind of sniff the air and he goes... You have something of ours on you. Or at least did at some point this evening. Hence, yes, it was marked on the map, and I came to investigate further in regards to the item. Because you are very forthcoming. It's a pleasant way to do business, knowing that, knowing what your cards are. We would like that item back. It was taken from us by a group of individuals. We would like it back. And I believe... I took it from that group of individuals. Bravo! Um, it kind of does a very slow clap. Less sarcastic than the movies make it out to be. I would want that item back. It is of importance to me and my associates. I ask what it is. I, I simply took it sick because it seemed interesting. And it was part of my investigation to figure out what it actually It is means. ours. I don't feel the need to explain myself any further to you. You may not feel the need, however, it is simply a question. I suppose I, I suppose you are under no obligation to answer, but then I am under no obligation to return it. Here's the thing. You can return it 
of your own volition. I can tell you're not one of us, so we have no real beef with you. I can tell you're not human. You smell a machine. Though you look human enough to me, I can definitely smell machine. It's an odd odor that emanates from you. I am an odd ex I eke out an odd existence. You speak of you speak to somebody that probably has more of an understanding of that than most. However, I have your scent. You can either return the item of your own volition, make life easier for yourself, or we could track you back to wherever you came from, take the item. If you resist, then we would be forced to any kind of... Just waves his hand in the air, places the cigarette between his lips, takes a long drag, and then blows the smoke out up into the air. It is an item that belongs to my associates and my masters. Now, pardon my, uh... Pardon my, my rudeness here, but if you could not retrieve the item from those who stole it from you, why would I fear what you can do? Uh, roll me a perception check, four. <laughs> I'm gonna myself here. Getting that universal milestone out of the way. <laughs> gonna get through it Oops. early. It isn't until you feel something brush against your leg that you notice that there are two rather large wolves circling right around your legs. They, as the first one actually touches you, it kind of looks up at you and you can kind of see it puff out its cheeks as if it's laughing and smiling at how close it got to you before you noticed it. Stray dogs, uh, I see. Be careful. The man goes and he puts a finger to his lips and he goes, Be careful with your wording from here on out. The one that kind of puffed its cheeks out at you kind of snarls a little bit, looking up at you. The man continues, he goes, We can track you no matter where you go. The reason why you should fear us is because there's only one of you. There's 50 to 60 plus members of that organization. While they're not the brightest group, they would eventually figure out what we are and start hitting us where it hurt. You won't have that luxury. It's been a few days since we, uh... Well, since I, uh... I got words. <laughs> it's been a few days since I obtained these items from the Abbey, and they have not tracked me down. I fail to see how they would track you down. They are clearly incompetent, and they were not a threat. I fail to see why you think that they are, they are a threat. Because you are unique. An anomaly, at least in my experience. I don't usually smell flesh and machine like that. My kind is a bit more... common. So, finding a more common threat's weaknesses is easy. 
earth and finding something that might be new and unique. However, I must applaud you for what you did there. I relished in that news. Mm, it was beautiful. I actually even went by and visited myself to smell the carnage and blood you wrought. My masters appreciated that, by the way. Lots of spirits were born from that. I'm trying to think of like things that aren't like that are actually correct to say, so if I like pause no, for it's a fine. while, Dead Air Miklip. He continues on very slowly. He begins to move, kind of circling around you along with the two other wolves that have now kind of backed away. It seemed like the only reason they were touching you was because it amused them. Now they've kind of brought or widened their circle around you. He... All I seek is an understanding of what I took. I don't desire to keep it, I just want to understand it. Is that too much for you to at least give? I have already done so much for you indirectly. Why not answer a few questions? It hurts you none. That might be where you're wrong on that. He continues to circle. My organization is one of many. The fact that I am like this is unusual to begin with, with two of my own. That's not how we operate to begin with. And even then, I have told you far too much about how we operate. I will give you 24 hours to bring the item back here. I can tell you don't have it on you. I can smell it on you. If not, then let me show you what awaits you. And with that, you hear the man groan slightly as he bends over. His body rips and contorts as his flesh molds and reshapes. You can hear literal bones snap as they elongate. Where a man once stood now stands an eight-foot monstrosity, looking part man, part wolf. He leans forward and snarls. Get us the totem. Our fetish, or we descend upon you and rend your components from your torso and spread them among the river Lithy. That is your only choice. Well, certainly an interesting one, but I have a few more locations I'd like to see tonight. I shall. With See that, he, he drags his claws off. into the ground. You can hear the claws 
rip into the asphalt of the street. And with one sudden motion, he throws a massive chunk of concrete, not at you, but along your side so you can see the size of it flying forward as it slams back into the ground and shatters. Now some poor construction worker is going to have to fix that. The two other wolf-like creatures follow you as you continue to move. They stay at a distance, but they do continue to follow you. Okay, I'm going to go to the next part of the map. Uh, I'm going to the, uh... <laughs> just walking around the city, man. I just want to see stuff. Uh, we're, we're going to the vampire <laughs> place next. Uh, you should rephrase that, uh, go <laughs> differently because that's, that's very meta-y. <laughs> okay, so, um, so I, I continue, uh, walking away and I'm going to the next, uh, section of the map that's marked, um, uh, the, the next item would have been the, uh, the teeth All necklace right. thing, which was, I think I... Yeah, it was yeah. marked red, I believe. This yeah. one was orange. As you continue throughout the city, uh, these dogs, as you call them, continue to follow you. They gradually make their distance further and further, but every so often, every five to ten minutes or so, you can kind of see that, you know, one of them darts from an alleyway in front of you, or you can hear, you know, a small... Yip from a alley to your right. You have just finished listening to this week's chapter of Promethean the Created, Second Edition, Fading of the Spark, part of the Domain Gaming's Contagion Anthology, written and told by Wyvarian. A special thanks to you, the listener. If you wish to continue supporting us, subscribe, like, and share. And as always, comments are welcomed. Until the next chapter, don't stop asking yourself, what does it really mean?